0: I just have one question for you, Leah. What kind of bird are you? (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome to episode 150 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now episode 150 for me is a big milestone. It's an episode that I wanted to celebrate in style and be joined by a guest that meant a lot to me personally. And I've been able to do this by recording an interview with this actor a couple of months ago and keeping it back to mark this special occasion. So I'm absolutely thrilled to announce that today's guest is the amazing actor Jared Gilman. Now if you haven't seen the incredible film Moonrise Kingdom, which I know is up for debate, but for me personally is my favourite Wes Anderson film, you will see him portray the character of Sam, and honestly is one of the best acting performances out there. The whole cast of this film, as you'd expect from a Wes Anderson film, is perfect. The soundtrack, the score the costume design and all the actors are incredible and this film means a lot to me and my girlfriend personally. Every couple has that film that means a lot to them and for me this is our film in our relationship. We quote it all the time, we've seen it many times and it's just that film that sums up everything that we love. Adventures, falling in love and being happy every day and I'm so thrilled that I get to give this episode to you guys out there to celebrate the Big 150 for Mark and me, so I think the best thing to do now is to get straight to the interview. So here's me and Jared talking all things Moonrise Kingdom. thanks for joining me today on the mark and me podcast
0: thank you for for having me on the mark and me podcast
1: (laughs) what i normally do is many actors and directors that come on the podcast they start a lot later in life than you and i take it back to their childhood and talk all about growing up but you started really young but i still want to ask the same question so when you're a kid tell me about the really early memories you have of watching films and kind of falling in love with cinema
0: i was um i was like five uh so this is like 2004 so the year after the eddie murphy haunted mansion movie came out Yep, um and uh, uh i was like just going into kindergarten and somehow, I, I, I guess it came out on DVD and my parents thought, all right, maybe he's finally old enough to watch it, I don't know. Cause you know, it's Haunted House movie, it's a bit, a little spooky, even though it's like a PG family film. And I watched it at like five and became obsessed. I was like watching it every day Rewatching scenes. I'd come home from kindergarten and like I had a friend who lived a few houses down the block He'd come over to my house and we'd watch like Sorry, we would watch it from like a scene uh, the I don't know if you're familiar with the movie I watch. haven't
1: seen it for years dude years.
0: Uh, it's not a, it's a movie that like can't, Everyone kind of forgot about it. Yeah, you ever gave it two and a half stars, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> It's so not it as bad like...
1: as it's not as bad as Norbit Norbit is the one I don't want to remember
0: I, 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 I never watched one of it. I, yeah, keep that it that Halloween. way. Yeah. Um, but uh, the that Haunted Mansion movie, though, I was obsessed. And so it got to the point where my kindergarten teacher <laughs> she's like, you can't talk about it after Halloween. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Like, gotta move on to another movie. <laughs> and uh and so, and so then from there, it was kind of just, you know, then I was watching more things and then, um, you know, and, and my parents were showing me like a bunch of like family, eighties family movie type things. So, so I was like watching stuff, you know, I was watching Ghostbusters. I had seen that by the time I'd step up yeah. many times. Um, also like, uh, I'd watch like that uh indiana jones some uh, absolute classic gremlins poltergeist uh goonies also yeah goonies yeah um also you know watching things on tv uh, and there was like a general rotation of like 90s and 80s stuff that i watched you know growing up and um and yeah i mean like I, i i always had like a very very keen interest in film uh I was, uh, you know, when I was in like elementary school, I'd like make really elementary, leading into middle school. I I would make like really dumb, like John Woo inspired action shorts, (laughs) completely by myself. Amazing, like completely by myself. uh, Most of the time, sometimes I have a friend, again, friend from across the street, yeah, or three houses down the road. I mean, Uh, or uh, and then later on, sometimes I'd have my friends from middle school help me. Um, but, but it kind of just got to a point when I was in middle school where I just, either I was too busy with schoolwork or I just didn't have the same like drive or whatever to just do it by myself. I just like, I don't know, got a little bored. Cause I, I got, I got to a point where I was just sort of, I guess being really repetitive. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> lots of shooting and like adding in like fucking action essentials, blood and like yeah. the flashes and then the bullet hits and all that shit. And it kind of ruined uh, 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 <laughs> a bunch of action movies <laughs> for me in that in, in that time period or you know, in that in those years because it seemed like they were really doing leaning into that like digital blood like digital post effect like but like stock effects. yeah, like, Hollywood movies. And like it was it was always taking me out every single time I you know growing up watching them. When I was 10, 9 or ten, I started taking acting classes. Cool. Um and uh then through my acting coach I met and signed with my managers. When I was in like fifth grade, it was uh, like Mar April or May twenty ten. Yeah. And then uh I had my first audition for Moonrise in September twenty ten. And then it didn't I didn't get cast until March twenty eleven so um, was
1: it your parents that helped inspire you to do it or were you kind of like as, as a kid like my parents were it, like play the piano play the piano i was like i don't want to
0: mine too well mine, yeah. yeah i i mean i, hold on. I have a fuck, fucking keyboard behind me for a nice reason yeah because i had to take lessons all throughout <laughs> all throughout you know elementary middle and high school yeah uh and I don't know if I've ever explicitly mentioned this to my parents yet, but it got to a point where my 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 piano teacher and I we I have like weekly lessons. And yeah, they were like forty five minutes or so at the end of the school day, mm-hmm. um, and I'd show up, and we just talk about movies <laughs> the majority of it, and then and then he'd be like, "Okay, ba- play a B flat." I hit the B flat good job and then
1: let's talk about movies again yeah uh
0: you know there were times there were times though where like i so like i was telling you before we started recording that i had you no know, I, I know matthew OD and i had, yeah i uh, was gonna work on him being a movie that he was gonna direct um but it just the funding never came through um but the characters uh, he's, uh the idea is the movie was about uh the character is like played the key, played the piano keyboard, yeah. Uh, and so they, he'd given me pieces to learn for the character, and so I just spent like an entire school year doing lessons and like playing that, like the, the same, like few, like, practicing the same few songs, just waiting for the production to start, and then it never happened.
1: That's so soul destroying, uh,
0: but uh, uh, you know, it happens. That's kind of the thing with industry, is that I think back to Guillermo del Toro quote or something i've seen him say a few times because i've seen i've seen him live a few times he says that like a film's most natural state and i'm paraphrasing but he's like a film's most natural state is not existing or something to that effect yeah and i i mean i i very much agree and uh like i think it's a very true statement uh it's like so much shit that doesn't get made there's like a whole world of shit that doesn't get made yeah or shit that like you know does shoot and dies in the you know in, in post-production or you know shit that like doesn't get off the floor it's you know i've been a part of things that 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 have shot and then don't get finished or don't really or ever and it's like you know you kind of have to learn to just sort of like accept you know be accepting of yeah things and and uh but i guess the kind of side effect in my personal that that, that kind of happened in my brain is that i just part of me doesn't really like believe things until they happen. No. Like, and it's like, I don't believe it until I've seen it in a theater with other people. Yeah. But that's sort of, you know, the excitement of doing it, you know, it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's, uh, it's like either it does amazing or it goes absolutely nowhere. And, uh, and they can really, you know, it, 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 yeah. I mean, you obviously very well, you know, from all the people you've spoken to and all that you're yeah. obviously well aware of, of of just the volatility and just being an observer of films it's hard to not sort of be aware of the volatility at this point yeah <laughs> like i feel like it's very ra- very widespread
1: <laughs> so so you're just literally saying about one of your first roles in moonrise kingdom obviously playing the part of sam so how did the audition come about like you you you, is it through the manager you had
0: yeah uh yeah so it was through them uh and uh and yeah so the audition it was interesting because it was my first cold read audition that i'd ever done right so like i didn't get any material beforehand and i just had to walk in and, and work with whatever was handed with handed to me but what happened with that was uh so you can tell my hair is extremely long right now it's a lot longer than than i normally wear and that's purely pandemic related because i just haven't i I, i'm getting my second shot this weekend so after that i'm probably gonna get get a haircut yeah uh but i just haven't had one in like a year and like four months or something (laughs) almost a year and a half and uh so this is what's happened but the first like 12 years of my life, I also wore my hair really long, just sort of almost by happenstance, because I just didn't get a haircut until I was at like after I was three years old, because it was, you know, a choice my mom made, I guess. Yeah. But, um, but I just for whatever reason always wore it fairly long, because I guess this is what I was used to. Yeah. As a person. And I had, I ended up cutting it for Moonrise. Wow. Um, and that was kind of a big deal for me at the time.
1: That's commitment. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it was like, I had to cut my hair. I was wearing braces too at the time. And I took those off and never put them back on. Um, Did
1: you have any idea, like the the scope and the scale of like Wes Anderson and the fact that you'd be probably cast along people like Ed Norton, Tilda Swinton, Bill Murray? Well,
0: well, when I became aware of like the cast and who was going to be in it. And then like, you know, and then, then of course, when I got cast, I, I had an idea that I was working on something pretty big. Yeah, you know, much larger than myself or, you know, much larger than, like, anything I'd ever been used to my whole life and, uh, but, but like I, you know, there was a certain level of it that I'd made, I, I don't know if I quite saw coming, like, in terms of, like, I wasn't expecting it to break a box office record in its opening weekend No. Uh, that I was not expecting, um I wasn't expecting, like, a giant applause break at can. Granted, that's apparently standard for the festival they either give you long applauses or really long boos right that's just the way it works uh but you know it's just like in having this idea in the back of my head like what i was working on was something really good something like the material is like really great material and that like this is like this could be really good but like just because i had no point of reference you know as as far as working and, and it goes like uh i was just you know it was like A lot of wondering, like, what's this going to be like? You know, because also, too, we were filming all over Rhode Island and many different woodsy locations. And, and, and like, even certain scenes were filmed in like many locations. So, like, the dog, yeah, the boiler alert, the dog with the arrow in its neck. Yeah. uh, uh, That bit was, uh, uh, we shot that in a few different spots. Okay. But in the final movie, I think uh you only there it's only a couple locations. So I think it's like one location for a majority of it, but then when it cuts to the wide the, the the medium wide of uh Sam like walking away, tossing the air or throwing the arrow down, yeah. That's a separate location. Uh wow. Yeah. Uh and you know, lots of things like that, uh uh where where we're like really filming all over Rhode Island and somehow making it look like it's sort of this more concentrated space nice uh and then you know also too at the interiors all that was shot in like a sand stage yeah that was just like abandoned like linens and things i think um and and you know all of Susie's house you know all the rooms were its own separate pieces and so you'd see, you know you're just like watching it half you know the process happened just like wondering like how how is it going to tie it all together how is it going to be you know Sort of come across, and then you watch it, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's this, this is perfect, you know. It's like, this is like exactly how did I not see it like this, you know? So but, you're but, you're only but... twelve
1: at this point, yeah. So that's the scary thing. So you <laughs> you walk into this audition, and you're, you said you're doing. A well, cold I was eleven read. in the audition. Eleven, yeah. Al- so I was eleven
0: in the audition. Was Wes had... was Wes there, there at was... the time? Well, he was there in the second audition. My first right. callback. Uh, yeah. The first audition was just the casting directors, and uh, it was my. Th- like second or third audition that i'd ever gone on wow oddly enough coincidentally the first or second one of the ones i had done before moonrise was a movie called the odd life of timothy green that was directed by lucas's dad
1: right <laughs> wow
0: they were lucas hedges's dad i should say and so then it's, so it's like, then I got, you know, moonrise and then I showed up on set and his dad only, he, he was there occasionally, like not all the time, but like he showed up and, you know, I said hi to him and he was like, yeah, I remember your audition. <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, I don't know if he was saying that to be nice or if you really did remember, but, but that is what he, I do remember him saying that. Um, so you didn't meet Wes
1: Anderson until the second audition? I didn't meet
0: Wes until the second audition. So that, um, yeah. And so that one was, uh, uh. There's Wes, the the casting directors again, and a much meatier chunk of the script. It was like a good twenty-five pages or so. Again, cold. I didn't yeah. get them beforehand or anything. Uh, so, can you I, remember
1: I, the sort of scenes that you were auditioning? Can you remember those ones? Those yeah, well, lines... I remember
0: the. I, I remember. Um, so the first audition that I did, uh, the scene. It was a scene that never we that I only ever did that one time. Right. Uh, if not that one time, then I may have done it in the callback. I forget okay um, but it was just this, like conversation that sam and suzy have about religion yeah uh, uh where they're comparing uh faiths or you know how they were brought up or whatever uh and um and so yeah and what i will say to you about my first audition and something i that you know i didn't know until after the fact because you know we're not because it's just something we never talked about but like uh, uh you know, just that, like, why me, I guess, like, why I got cast or, like, why, what it will, yeah, because apparently it was a pretty widespread search that they went on for that role. Uh, and, um, you know, I'd always had the, had like, what was it? And so, you know, what I will say to you going back to that audition, I had the really long hair. And then the other detail that I haven't mentioned is that I used to wear, uh, these, like, sports goggles like rec specs type right. like things at the back that could have like a band like that like back...
1: strap along the back yeah the
0: strap along the back yeah. of your head. um <laughs> because i just thought they were comfortable i was like i don't know i didn't feel like i was constantly pushing my glasses up or whatever i was lazy. yeah i don't know i was a kid but you know it made me look goofy as hell and i kind of did know that and and so when i was doing auditions i i did buy a second a pair of glasses that were had like see-through or that so i had like rim they were rimless on the bottom so like uh you know you could really see my face a lot better and um except what had happened was when my mom and i were going to the moonrise audition we were kind of in a hurry i guess uh maybe city traffic tunnel traffic whatever yeah uh shit happens and we get into the garage we hurry out leave run to the waiting room sit down and 5 minutes or so until i'm called in and my mom realizes or we both realize oh wait we left uh, my audition glasses in the car
1: oh man
0: A block or so away would probably take about 5 minutes to go and you know come back and so i said to her don't grab him it's fine and so i walked in with the stupid glasses and the crazy hair <laughs> Uh, Maybe
1: it works. Yeah. Maybe it charmed them.
0: Well, so then what happened yeah. was that you know we did the movie comes out and part you know when the movie releases we had to go do a bunch of you know interviews with press and all that and uh you know and so my mom was watching interviews and I got I watched one with Wes where he had been asked you know about like why he cast you know Carrie on me and those roles yeah. and. When he he said with me it was uh it was a couple things it was uh the glasses it was like the, the look just stuck out to him when i walked in uh and he like pointed out like the hair and the glasses and then uh he said that my interview the sort of like the part of it where they were just asking me just some normal personal questions yeah uh i i i, I was just going into sixth grade and um Going into a new school and all that, and uh I guess I—I I, oh no, I had had like kind of a not great fourth, fifth grade experience, and uh but I was like hopeful because new school, new friends, all that, and I guess I expressed that in the interview, and that was just something that would stuck out to Wes. There's yeah, what he'd said in his interview, you know, years a couple, you know, year and a half later, however long, um, and so you know something i always look back on and just think about all the ways that like all the different things that could have happened or all the different things i could have said or done or whatever you know and like things could have been wildly different for my life
1: but the fact is you got the role so yeah. they did this massive big span to try and find so yeah this so part. what i'll
0: say to you is that it wasn't yeah. just those two auditions i had to do no. a couple of, i had to go i had to do two more auditions so a total of four Jesus. Um, so you know it wasn't like they were they were testing me I guess yeah they Were making sure that I would I was up for it um uh and then so then I got cast and then it was like a month uh prior to shoot shooting I had to go to Rhode Island once a week and do like kayaking lessons uh, wow run lines with uh Kara and Wes or either one of the producers um just making sure I memorized but also doing rehearsals uh with Wes and Kara and then also Bob the DP um and uh and what's
1: Wes like when he's doing prep is he giving you certain films to watch or albums to? Listen yeah well to he, gave, he gave
0: he gave uh he gave me a film to watch he gave Kara a film to watch too cool uh, so he gave he gave me um uh he gave me Clint Eastwood's Escape from Alcatraz wow at 12
1: 11 yeah
0: or you're 12 I was 12. yeah but yeah and yeah right like yeah it's you know not the most intense movie but you know a movie like yeah. that you know interesting for a 12 year old to watch i guess but he wanted me to like watch it because of like the, the clint eastwood's character yeah he wanted me to kind of like study that character and, like uh uh sort of uh internalize like his like resourcefulness uh, yeah and sort of use that for sam um and what was your and, initial uh, reaction
1: to Wes? Were you like, God, this guy's a genius? Were you re- I, Even at 12, were you like, God, this guy really knows what he wants?
0: Well, yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, I, like, had a lot of, I, I very quickly, like, had a lot of trust in him. Like, mm. I was, I, you know, I, I had seen Fantastic Mr. Fox when I was in theaters, and then when I got cast, I, like, went through his filmography and watched most of them except for Bottle Rocket because I just couldn't get, either I didn't have the yeah. time or I just couldn't get my hands on it. I didn't watch that one until seventh grade because my my English teacher, uh, lent me his DVD. Nice. Because he was he was a huge Wes Anderson fan. I was very excited when I got cast. Uh, also had he so yeah had me do that. Then the kayaking lessons. I also had to learn how to flip a fish over over an open fire. Um, and then uh, he had me do a couple like karate lessons or just like some of that.
1: Um it must be cool at that age, though. It must feel like you were genuinely in the scouts. Well, well, you know well I mean? was doing
0: local karate classes. I was doing local karate classes with six and seven year olds. Right. Okay. It was a mix of like slight embarrassment and yeah. just like not wanting to go too hard because they're you know the kids. You know, even though I'm only twelve, they're still like that's Head of a still... lot younger seven twelfths of my age yeah which is like a pretty significant you know amount but uh uh uh, you must have known it was all worth it we're good they still kick the little kids were constantly throwing me out of the little box or whatever out of the ring
1: but you must have sat Uh, there thinking this is all worth it because i'm gonna be yeah no like i mean like i
0: i was like you know i'm i knew that you know it was gonna be worth it or that yeah that like it was for a you know something really 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 fucking exciting yeah like the crate like the fucking you know you kind of i don't know i i i, I don't mean to get like super i don't know uh precious or hyper hyperbolic or like i don't know uh rose tinted goggles or, or whatever but you kind of do feel like you're fucking charlie in the chocolate factory yeah like, that's probably it, a good it, way it, to put it it, it it's it, it is that kind of a f- i had that kind of a feeling at least. yeah like you
1: got the golden ticket
0: felt like a golden ticket feeling it it was like really i don't know like it just you know so because again you know i just look back and I think about that first audition and all the things I could have gotten differently yeah yeah i had those other auditions but it's like if that first audition would have been gone if that had gone any differently would i have had those other auditions you know it's like that's the kind of thing that I, sometimes I, I think about you know not as much anymore now obviously but when i was growing up as a teenager that was something that like you know was going through my head a bit um,
1: so, so talk to me because obviously the main thing about the film is your relationship with susie and the chemistry you two have got is phenomenal so tell me about the first time you met Kara, because obviously Wes would have been really right. crucial that you two clicked and had that chemistry. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It wouldn't um, have worked, would it? It'd have been terrible.
0: Yeah, it was. It was kind of funny. Uh, they, they, we met after we both got cast. But there was a moment when I, after I got cast, when I had to go meet Wes for a costume thing, but then also, because at that point when I got cast, they knew I had to cut my hair. Yeah. Cuz like there was no way Sam wore his hair like that in the 60s like that wasn't going to that or you know and in, in that in that setting in the you know in the 60s yeah. I mean you know in that in that you know I you know later on in the 60s maybe but you know not not, not moment,
1: then yeah in
0: that geographical setting but uh 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 so but he you know he had an idea that like cutting my hair was a big deal for me so he he was he he did it like in stages he had them do it in like stages so like one week it was a little shorter than the night, you know, a little shorter. Yeah. Uh, and um, one of the times I had gone for one of those sessions, one of the haircuts, apparently Kara was there previously. It was, like, just walking out, and, like, we, like, just missed each other. But it was all intentional because they did not want us meeting until a little bit later, uh, like, officially, I guess, for, yeah. like, a, like a, a meet read-through rehearsal. Um,
1: that keeps it magical. I love that
0: yeah uh and so and so yeah so we met for for that um for for like the rehearsals and stuff we were working together for that um and we got along i mean yeah we uh did it feel uh,
1: forced did it feel like i have to get on with you because we're the leads in this film or were you kind of like yeah i love this girl she's cool
0: well i thought like i was you know i was happy to you know spend uh like you know the, the two months or however long with, yeah you know um, I was like very, uh, you know, I was excited to, to work on the movie. I was just like, I was, you know, it looked, felt like a dream, you know? Yeah. Like it was like, I mean, I, at that point, I was probably already having like, you know, movie dreams and shit. So it was literally like a dream.
1: I can't um, even imagine at 12 how you'd process it and be on set and then, hi, like, Jared, today you're going to meet Bill Murray. You'd be like, oh my God, will, that's, that's mean, one of the Ghostbusters. Granted, granted,
0: you know, I had a whole several yeah so like emotional prep for all that still i was like holy shit that's bill murray yeah when i met him like it was a very surreal you know meeting all of them was very surreal for me at the time for sure um and i mean uh, bruce willis
1: for me even at 12 i would have known him from die hard so i'd have been like this is the guy from the just
0: i like yeah well i just watched die hard like my parents showed it to me after i got cast because like I'd only seen, you know, the, the, like I had seen like surrogates in red. (laughs) Oh, no. I had to watch uh, the classic. Hmm. Uh, uh, So, yeah, I was, I was really, I was very excited for, to, to step on that set, to meet all those people. Uh, was it scary?
1: Were you nervous? Were you like, "Oh my god, this is you know Ed Norton"? I mean, there's
0: a level, you know, there's a level of nerves, I guess. But at that point, too, I had been working with Wes because you know I'd done, I'd had the, I had two call, two of the callbacks were with him. Yeah, and they were pretty hefty, like you know, extended sessions where we were, you know, they had to have been at least like an hour or so. Yeah, uh, of just us going through, maybe a thirty minute, I don't know, forty minutes at least. Yeah. Like of just us going through the scenes. So like at that point, I had kind of had a little bit of a familiarity with West, or at least working with him, and so i had felt like comfortable on that level. I guess it was just more like, yeah, just like meeting everyone else and and working and getting into that mindset and and you know making sure I'm waking up every day on time and all that. Uh, there, you know, there were a couple of like things with the with with uh, Moonrise. With the production of Moonrise, that that was a little unorthodox. Uh, so like, uh, we had to show up on set in costume and makeup, yeah, um, which is a little unusual for a movie. Uh, and then we had Coleman tents instead of trailers. Wow. Uh, and uh, granted, I'd never really spent a lot of time in, in the tent. Uh, it was mainly I was mainly in like waiting rooms and also in like in in like school, like uh, getting tutored when i wasn't on set working so that's like the other thing too it's like i'm working on this big movie but i'm also a sixth grader finishing his year that's crazy uh and doing school at the same time and uh your parents
1: were supportive i mean some parents would be like you need to do your education then you can go and do the film
0: well i mean well i mean i mean i mean i mean i I still had to do my education yeah (laughs) i still do at the same time uh, I mean in a way, my parents are kind of like that like I mean not to that level not no. to the not to the degree that you're saying but like like you know I they want me to have an education and so like you know I'm in college right now granted you know I'm thinking a lot of you know the pandemic and everything has kind of put a lot of things into perspective for me and college included and you know it's making me but acting wise that's still something I really I enjoy doing and
1: I mean, the, the acting doing. school you went to, and the the school, the lessons you could have had, they can't w- come close well, went, to.
0: Well, I went to film school. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Not, I never did acting school. No, just I took acting classes. You yeah, know, throughout my teenage years and all that, but I never did like uh acting. No school.
1: So but, surely the um... best lesson you can ever have is Wes Anderson as your teacher, teaching you on set of the way everything works.
0: Or at least the way a Wes Anderson movie works. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah. Uh, Is it um, as creative
1: as you could imagine? I I look at these Criterion Blu-rays and watch the extras and just think it must be magical. You, you must... feel like
0: you're you feel like you're stepping into like something very special when you're on one of that's for sure. You, you, you know it, 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 you know I miss you know I, I still you know to this day miss that experience of working on that movie. Yeah. Um, for a reason, you know, like, just being in that place, in that environment was, was like really special. Um, and, uh, you know, just seeing, you know, watching, like, not just, you know, my own, you know, not just like my own collaboration, but just watching him collaborate with like everyone else uh, was just really cool. And, uh, Does he
1: ever seem intimidated even when he's got these stars like people like Bill Murray and you know Tilda Swinton? Is he always just in control? Does he know what he wants and he just gets what he wants?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like he, and I wouldn't call him like, I don't think I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you were obviously there's a lot of respect. I don't know if I, don't, I, don't, I, I was never intimidated by him no. or anything like that. But like you know, he's a he's a fantastic director. So yeah. it's like he you know you 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 know you you want to do the work you're the best yeah. job you can possibly do like there is a Doing level proud, of pressure, like... pressure there but it's you know it's personal pressure it's like yeah and you know and the pressure of just the fact that you're working on this movie but you know, he, he did a really good job of just like guiding us through it And you know he was aware that you know this was our first anything really and uh we were, and you're you know... a
1: kid and you're having fun and you're you know you are only 12
0: yeah uh and you know i thought he you know really you know guided us uh through the process really, so, really so,
1: well. so, so when the film's finished and obviously you go to your first screening and i'm sure you took your family and you're like oh my god like you said at the start of today's interview you didn't know how it was all going to come together you're filming one scene here uh, you're filming another how was it when you were like okay this is the jigsaw now all put together and-
0: so the first time i saw it it was actually a rough cut of it uh, and it was me and my parents went to go, uh, you know, Wes invited us to go see it. Uh, and it was on like a kind of, kind of like a smaller screen, but like on a wall. Yeah. And uh, we were still just, you know, not everything was finished. The coloring had the color correction hadn't been finished. The music was all temp music and the uh, uh, special effects, the VFX hadn't been done. So it nice. all looks very, uh, extremely screen screeny and very, very, uh, but uh, my mom was like crying by the end of it, and she never cries.
1: Wow. What were you? What 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 was going through your head? Because you're watching yourself. It must be weird. Because your mom's seeing her little boy, and she's proud. It was but... like
0: it was. I mean, the first screening, it was like a mix of like wonderment, yeah, slight anxiety, but a lot of wonderment. Lots yeah. of a lot of just like holy shit, this is a movie this is a movie this is how this all came out i just saw i read the script and then i got to see it you know it's like it's just like the journey of start to finish you know, it's like the craziness and and so it's and, and then and then just one and then also just the excitement of wow i can't wait to see it again when it's all finished and
1: yeah it
0: all looks a bit better uh and then so then what happened was I saw it one time and then I saw it again. They held a, another screening for a bunch of the like khaki scouts, all the child actors. Yeah, we, we, we all came back and uh, got to see it together. And again, it was another like unfinished. Maybe it had been worked on a bit more since the first time I had seen it, but still it wasn't quite there. And then the first time I actually got to see it all finished and done was at the Cannes Film Festival. Fucking hell. <laughs> at 12 you must be like yeah, oh, I, was, I was 13 at that point i was yeah. 13 at that point but still very blown away yeah still very uh just just like out of my mind like pinching myself you Yeah, know, that like how the fuck is this all happening right now but uh yeah all that 20 that that whole year 2012 was a fucking nutso year yeah not just because they were saying the world was gonna end was, no yeah, now it is, but, but, but that's another story. And, and with
1: the reception that it came, because obviously everyone loved it. I've never met anyone that's like, oh, I don't really like that film. Everyone's like, I adore it. I feel it like and... I've,
0: I've heard, I feel like I've seen takes of people who were like, I'm really? yeah, not as into moon Wow. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some takes. I've seen it. It's happened. I've also had a professor, I had one professor gone a whole Wes Anderson rant wow. in front of the whole class. Granted, she then, when, when 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 like everyone started giggling and looking back at me and all that, she turned to me and was like, "What is Wes Anderson your uncle or something?" And I was like, "Uh." <laughs> uh well, I uh, I played Sam in, in Moonrise, and then she was like, "Oh, well, that's the one I really like."
1: Yeah, that's the good one, especially the little boy. Yeah.
0: But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like it, that was also the crazy thing too. Is just when it came out and then being in... at that point, what had happened was it came out know, and that came out and Ken got a round of critical reviews. Yeah. And then when it came out in the states, it got a whole litany of reviews and uh, that was also it also kind of dropped uh i think it was it felt like it was like around the time i was in la doing press for it or something and this i just remember being really just you know blown away by it yeah like just the fact that like it was everything the reception was so warm to it and you know they were rec- seeing what we were doing and and uh and then that that people were and then also that year too with all the fucking halloween costumes that was also (laughs) nuts like seeing all the you know all the various people dressing up as sam and susie like and then even you still get that now at comic cons yeah yeah i've never i've gone i've been to the new york comic con a few times i've never actually run into any cosplayers in person never happened to me
1: one thing I was really curious by is when the film's finished and it's all done. Did you take anything from set or souvenirs and stuff that you kept as like I'm keeping this. This is for me.
0: Uh so I, I, I couldn't take anything, any props directly from set when I no. left. However, uh, they did give me uh, um, some backup versions of things. So yeah, backup coonskin cap right there. That's incredible. Um, then a backup version of like the the, 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 the uh, mask that I wear in the church at the end. Oh wow! And then I have a backup version of the backpack. That's incredible. And um, backup versions of the glasses. Yeah. And please uh, tell
1: me you kept the little patches of the like the raccoon and stuff.
0: I don't think I have any of the. Wow. Any of, any of that. Um, though the one thing that i did take directly from set when i left and i it's not a prop but something that i turned into something kind of special i guess um when i was doing it's so like i said for prep the month prior to filming yeah i had to do uh kayaking lessons and so And i was doing them i was given like a practice or to just like rehearse the stroke with yeah and um and when we were filming, my mom had the idea of getting all the cast and crew to sign it.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Cast, like you know, like a like a cast part of the yeah, movie, like a, whatever. Uh, uh, uh. And so we did that, and uh, for a while we had it on my wall, but it's not there anymore. So it might be in a closet or in a thing somewhere in my house, um, but it's just like an order with like autographs booty notes that's amazing set basically like pretty pretty much everybody like
1: that's very cool you should know where that is you shouldn't just be like oh it's in the closet no somewhere i know i should know where it under the is bed here. or something yeah
0: yeah one of these days i'll find it um
1: so we've, we've talked about obviously when the film came out the reaction it was all done at this point where did you want to go next did you want some normality and not to do a film for a while or were you eager to try and keep doing more films as an actor
0: well i, I mean like i had i was really excited i mean like i had wanted to do more work yeah i guess like i was i was very pumped to just like do work and stuff but uh but you know things happen uh being a child actor is t- you know you're being you're you're up against other children but you're also when you get to a certain age, you're up against twenty somethings and they yeah. always go for the twenty somethings because uh it's you know, easier, you know, they can work longer hours and they don't need a tutor on set. Um and uh and so there were a lot of that. I did get some jobs, obviously. I've done other yeah. work since Moonrise for sure. Uh uh and I've been, you know, very lucky to work with a lot of the people that I've worked with for sure.
1: Yeah, of course. Um
0: but uh you know it it it, you know you learn a lot about you know about movies and how they're made and what get what works and what doesn't and and you know what hits with people and what doesn't hit what uh um
1: you decided to go behind the camera didn't you you wanted to start directing and learning how to make
0: stuff well i I, well well i i still want to say i still want to act i I think i think the directing thing when i you know for me it was like it was like i went to film school to see if it was something that like you know i was interested in it wasn't it was less you know people go to film schools they know they're really into it and they like have that drive have that passion have these ideas already and have a vision and whatever for me it was like i just really wanted to have a chance to just experiment with stuff and see if it was something i enjoyed doing
1: yeah
0: uh And like, you know, I, I, I like it. I made an intermediate movie. I did like, it's like a level below advanced. So it's like a much shorter, like four minute long, little like anxious comedy. Uh, And uh, you know, I, I enjoyed doing it, but I could just tell that like directing for me, it's a lot. It takes a lot more energy, a lot more of my energy in a different way than acting does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and there are aspects to it that i really enjoyed, then there are other aspects to it that really stressed me out and i get that like part of it is just doing it and then the more you do it the you know hopefully the the, the... some aspects might be a little less stressful i guess but uh you know
1: studying now are you
0: yeah well i'm, yeah. Uh, I'm like i'm like kind of a senior i guess yeah credits wise i'm like just barely a senior um and uh, so I need like another year left before I graduate, even though I'm 22. Um, but uh, uh,
1: so where do you want uh, to go? What it's... do you want to do? What What's your kind of vision now to do more acting? And
0: well, yeah, like that's the hope. That's yeah, that I want to do is more acting. Um, I I think the direct, the behind the camera stuff is something that like I'm glad that I have you know I got the experience at film school doing yeah stuff and getting a sense of like my where my voice probably is or like where my sensibilities probably lie, um, but it's something that I've also realized too like there's a reason that a lot of directors don't really you know they'll release their first movie in their 30s or something like yeah you know that 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 happens too like you know I feel like the, the the push right now it seems like it's a younger people directing or like having a you know and like that's great and awesome but like I feel like I, I want life experience like
1: yeah of course
0: like you know I want you know just as, I feel like I'm I, when I'm creating I don't know, not to say that I've not to speak of myself as anything more than a film student who's made a couple things for classes uh but like i guess i just like realized that if i'm drawing on something that's like i don't know something i can take from my personal life i find that i can my ideas are i find that i'm more satisfied with them i guess than if i'm like pulling out of thin air uh and uh i just realized that really the only way to to kind of helping me with that is to create more personal memories uh, aka live my life yeah do things but have many more experiences and then learn you know more things are just about about you know about about life and people and all that you know because i i don't want to as a filmmaker i don't want to like trip on the wrong foot i guess that's fair uh and I get that that's totally okay. That that happens. And, you know, yeah. sometimes people miss the mark and then they can recover. And that's totally, you know, it's a viable path. And it's happened. Um, but I guess I just, I don't know, maybe, maybe this, I don't know, maybe, maybe doing Moonrise at such a young age ruined my expectations for
1: things. <laughs> I don't know. It's hell of a lot for one of your first major roles to get to work with someone that most people would inspire to get to. That's like the goal. Like, oh, imagine getting to work with Wes Anderson. You're like, yep, yeah, done it. First big role, done scary yeah.
0: but you know it, yeah but it's also too it's like you know i think about all the other you know i think about all the people who have had even more illustrious careers and all the other people you know look at fucking lucas hedges for example i'm not yeah. compare i'm not trying to compare anything like that but like it's just like uh something i've realized that's like everybody has like i don't know you know i i ideas of success and yeah and ideas of like
1: expectations
0: yeah uh, taken me a little while to realize just how great of a director wes really is i guess not really a little while, i realized it pretty soon but like i guess just you know in time it's time that i've had just to think about it even more it's just like yeah wow how that happened you know <laughs> like and um, do
1: you still speak to wes it. are you still in contact with the cast
0: Yeah, i i i send Wes birthday emails yeah i do that I had wanted when uh, *Isle of Dogs* came out. Yeah, uh, he had been in. He was in New York for a screening, and i I'd, I'd gone to it. I, I waved to him from the audience. Yeah, and uh, we'd wanted to say so to catch up afterwards, but he got whisked away by the people there. Yeah, you know, that 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 took him away, I guess, and and so we didn't actually get to say hi. And so I sent him an email, and he replied me. He replied back to me saying like. Yeah, I'd love to catch up, but I'm going to I'm gonna be in France for a little while, but I'll probably be back <laughs> after that. And so it's like, Yeah, going to France to do the French dispatch.
1: <laughs> hey, he's still making films. We're sitting here ready yeah. now for his next film. The... Yeah,
0: which I, I I didn't ask about that when I no, you know, I, I'm not gonna pry, obviously, when I'm sending him a birthday email. Yeah. But uh it just you know it's amazing that just what happened with everything you know just the fact that he has this movie completely finished and ready to go and he's already probably starting work on another one
1: i know it's it's crazy but i think there's light at the end of the tunnel we'll get to see it this year if all goes well
0: well i think it's happening again i think yeah it's sort of all but been announced like yeah. it's official but because they haven't announced the lineup it's like not official but it's official or yeah something. um 'Cause also too, I think it was supposed to be at last year's festival and because of the pandemic I think. it's happen. crazy,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Sat on the shelf for two years.
0: Yeah. And it looks so fucking good. Like yeah. I'm not much of a trailer person. Like I don't really watch trailers, but I watched the trailer for that one and I'm like, damn, how does this like I just want to see it all tie together? Or you know, all I get it's all gonna be sort of very like stories on their own, so it's not really gonna tie together, but like yeah. I wanted to see it all in one 90 minute movie, you know. I wanna see how it all looks. Uh, in context because it just looks really exciting so Um,
1: are you you are you in a happy place right now are you content are you in a good place mentally you thinking like you're looking forward to your final year of studying and then being able to get new experiences
0: uh well i mean i'm i'm like i mean you know i i think you know a year of not really seeing a year well well over a year not really seeing any of my friends yeah any anyone really uh outside of my parents uh you know not say not just like because i not you know as everyone most people obviously i i feel like i i want like i don't know i i i, I need some re-calibration or yeah sort of re-adjustment
1: yeah
0: um and you know that's kind of been making me, you know, thinking about, I guess, school more so than even acting or anything like that. I'm not the biggest fan of school. No. I'm kind of tired of it, yeah. kind of, and it's, and I, I'm not really, it's a personal thing, and I just something, again, I've realized about myself over the last, like, year or so, and how my, my brain works, and now my experiences in school, not to say that, like, I, I, you know, went to any bad schools or anything like that. I went to a lot of, you know, I went to some really good schools. It's just that I realized the ways in which my, like I said my brain works and ways that I guess just the environment makes my brain really anxious and you know, not not in the best of ways. Yeah. Like there's anxiety that's productive anxiety, and then there's anxiety that's destructive. And it was yeah. like that form for me. And uh, and you know, I mean, I'm growing up, maybe I get over it and and it's all okay and whatever but it's something like i've thought a lot about and i just you know it's made me kind of you know a little anxious about the prospect of like even doing another year but uh um everything uh, seems uh, more
1: of a challenge now doesn't it even just going to the shop will seem like a huge ordeal
0: well yeah i mean yeah it's like after living a year of like oh yeah you can go outside but you might get sick and die <laughs> yeah not good that's like kind of a, you know, that's a bit of a trauma. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm a lot, even though, you know, I've heard that, you know, set, you know, sets are a bit different now with all the restrictions yeah. and, and safety protocols in place. But I, I'd feel a lot more open to doing that right now. Like, I'm yeah. a lot that my mindset is like, I want to do, I want to act. I want to do production work. I want to, you know, I want to maybe not necessarily sit in the classroom, take notes.
1: No, you've uh, only got one
0: more year. That's all. I know, I know. It's one year. I guess it's just it's a thing that's it's you know it's the the senior year and it's the advanced production year that I'd be doing, and it's also that that element too. Like they they say to not put too much stock into your senior thesis film, is what I've heard. Uh, but at the same time, knowing myself and what I'd probably do after college, there's a part of me that like would like to get it right. Yeah, would like to do the best I could. Would like for it to be a you know something that i feel good about something that like i don't know i i i think could work um and i guess i just haven't gotten to that spot yet ideas wise uh, i wrote a couple drafts of a couple ideas uh last semester and they're both po- probably a bit too hard to get the allotment money that i would like to get from nyu because that's yeah. the other way that's the other thing and the way it works is that you uh, have to pitch your idea to NYU uh, and then if they like it, they'll give you a uh, sum of money. and uh, then that's like your base budget for your movie. And then you can still crowdfund and get more 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 money, obviously, because like what they give you is like a good amount, but not like you know, as far as student films go, they can you know uh, uh, get a little pricier than, than what they're giving you, but uh but 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 still. It's something that like is a I guess coveted process or whatever. And I, I don't wanna rush into it and not feel satisfied. And so I guess I just have to explore my options there. And I'm, having, I'm having my I'm in, I'm having my advisor meeting this month. I actually I still have to schedule it. I'm probably gonna do it tomorrow and and I'm gonna go over my options there and figure out what I can do. Uh and yeah, we'll see what happens, I guess. But but yeah, I I, I want to act. I want to do that stuff. I want to I want to I want to I want to play characters on sets and in front of cameras. Yeah. And uh, run scenes and and do you know uh, takes and stuff. You know the auditions that I've had. You know the past year, or so they've been fun. Even though they're kind of they've been a little different, like because yeah. of the pandemic. Because yeah, everything. of course. Um, they're not. So like, you know, usually you either do like in person with a casting director, or you do a self tape, yeah. Where you're uh, uh, with either you know, but but like guy, I've just been doing them completely by myself, like literal self tapes That's crazy. Like, uh, uh and, you know, by myself in my room with my phone. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and they've been working apparently. Like you yeah. know like they they you know I, I had a callback. I had a I had a callback recently uh it 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 uh so it's effective uh it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like rehearsal you're not not quite you know it's a bit like rehearsal acting in the sense that like you know you're doing it by yourself and you're like in your head kind of picturing the other person and like uh, playing off of that which is a bit weird yeah Uh, a bit more uh in your own head than like maybe you you know you would normally be on a set with other actors um but uh, uh it you know it's been working i guess um and uh and yeah but you know even you know i guess i've just in you know the past year or so just comparing you know the the level of like effort and enjoyment i get out of doing that versus like class stuff yeah and i get that it's like petty and it's like you know it's the part of the deal and it's part of the whole thing and all that. I guess it's, I don't know. It's just how I've been looking at my own personal experience and how I'm looking at that and not, you know, thinking about anything else and just how I feel.
1: That's fair, man. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's a bit selfish, but whatever.
1: And something I do on the podcast to make it quite unique to every guest that comes on is, this is putting you on the spot now, but um, the outro music to every podcast is chosen by the guest. Oh. So it can be any song by any band or any score from a piece of film or anything that you I'd love. be
0: here for a little while. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, some
1: people get this down to about 10, then they're trying to get it down to 5, but I'm not going to accept you messaging me in a few days. I want it tonight. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, I mean,
0: like, yeah. Uh, uh... It basically needs to be
1: the song that you think sums you up or would be the perfect outro for you that is like, right, this
0: is Jared.
1: Is there, f- is there a few that come to you, mind? Like,
0: I can give you a song that I like. I can't give you a song that encompasses me as a person. Well, let's go with the
1: think. song you love then. Absolutely uh, love. One of your favorites of all time.
0: Go. Have you heard, you, you know Nicholas Jar?
1: I know the name. I haven't heard any.
0: Okay. He came out with this album in 2011. I mean, I love his music in general, but this yeah. album in 2011 that he came out with, that is one that I was on repeat throughout middle and high school for me and it's still an album i, I enjoy to this day
1: amazing uh, let's go with the that
0: title track uh or it's the song space is only noise if you can see yeah i'll message you if i come up with a different song
1: so jared um it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today and it's been uh just a dream to hear you talk about one of my favorite films and um it's it's so great to hear the like the start and the point of your acting career and how it just blew up it's just insane like it's an absolute pleasure to have you on dude
0: thank you it's been a pleasure to be on
1: (laughs) so there it is there's my interview with me and the amazing jared I've kept this interview back, like I said at the start, for a couple of months to celebrate the big 150, and it's a dream guest for me, and I'm so grateful for Jared coming on the show, sharing stories about what it's like to be directed by the amazing Wes Anderson, being part of the amazing Moonrise Kingdom, and just being an amazing guy, so thanks Jared for coming on. I also want to give a big shout out to the Caged In Coppola Connections podcast for helping make this interview happen. I really appreciate it and I'll make sure that when we meet in person, I'll be buying you beers for a whole night. So thanks so much. If you're new to Mark and me, please jump onto markandme.com. On there, there's links to my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram page, and also my email. I make sure I always take time out and personally respond to every single tweet, Facebook comment, or email that I receive. I'm so grateful for all the input I get. So please keep it coming. And if you are new, there's another 149 episodes waiting for you on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podomatic or Apple Podcasts. If you really love today's episode, please support me on Patreon. I'm working really hard to offer the best prizes out there from the guys at Vice Press and Last Exit to Nowhere. Each week, I've got some incredible prints, some incredible t-shirts, and it's a huge way of saying thank you for supporting me and the podcast. All the money that goes into my Patreon goes right back into the podcast to allow me to host this on all these channels, all these different podcast networks, and it does cost a lot of money. So please keep supporting me and in return, I'll make sure that you're getting at least two episodes every single week. But as I said at the start of today's episode, every couple, everyone in a relationship has a film that means a lot to them. And for me and my girlfriend Moonrise Kingdom is top of the pile. We absolutely adore this film and I want to take the time to dedicate this episode to my beautiful girlfriend. You mean the world to me and every single day since we've met you've given me an amazing adventure. I love you more than anything, I love that we have this film and I now love that we have this episode and as you heard at the start of today's episode and you will in just a moment's time, Jared re-recorded some of the lines from my girlfriend from this incredible film and I want to dedicate all of this to you. Thank you for being so incredible and I'll never stop loving you. And I just want to end today's episode with one more quote from my girlfriend Leah. And this is from Jared himself. So until next time, look after yourself and I'll speak to you all soon. I love you
0: Leah, but you don't know what you're talking about.
2: Space with a drink and forget it Space is only noise if you can see